Hello there, all you sportsmen, women. How's everything going? My name's Rodney Elmer. Welcome to the Mountain Deer Podcast. I'm here with Ryan. Hey, guys. And Taylor. What's up? And it is cool outside. It's beautiful. The fall weather the is coming. Begun. Just oh. awesome. Hopefully you're having a great deer season out there. Things are going good, looking up. Um, we're all raring to go here. Just about to start. And uh, we're looking forward to... Uh, Getting in the woods with some snow. It's cool enough last it's, night that it's like, oh. It's just night. on the edge of a, like 10 degrees off of frost. Yep. That's what we had the other day. I was like, oh, right. Oh, man. It was pretty awesome. Today we're going to talk about some tracking. And a lot of it's going to be about the speed that you need to go. Yeah. And this is. Some of the things. You this is for. one of those things that's a bit difficult to like really get your get your hands on because it's so it's so variable from situation to situation it takes a lot of practice in it but there are a few things that like if you knew going into the game would make it a thousand times easier to tell basically how fast you should go while you're you know there's a difference between following and tracking Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like there are different modes when you're on the track and actually you did a podcast with um the big buck registry guys and that was actually what that was the topic that you guys covered Oh, Wasn't definitely. Yeah. When to follow, when to track, or sure. when to hunt, or I, I, when to follow, when to hunt. Yeah, yeah. That right? was that was a good podcast. Yeah, because um, it's important to uh, catch up to the deer, and yes. <laughs> most of the time, depending on the time of year, and depending on that deer, and depending on the snow conditions, and depending on the land conditions, and depending on yourself, and you your abilities depending on how fast the deer and what he finds and what's going on there are so many variables here that we got to discuss it this is a huge topic and yeah, it's one that everybody it's part of your decision making process and it can really either make or break you <laughs> the speed you go is super important and it, it can make you or break you yep. Yep. and um, we've learned quite a few lessons over the years that have helped out quite a bit yeah oh yeah especially from the deer we didn't get the so uh, the basis of, for me, the decisions of like how fast I should go most of the time had more to do with visibility than it did the speed of the track, you know, because there's a few things to consider. Um, when you're following a deer, one of the, like the main rules that we always go to is when the deer is going slow, you go slow. And when you're reading the track and you're looking down and the, the strides have shortened and it's a bit more of a lollygag. It's not like holding a straight line and trotting right along. When it's nice and slow, that means meandering. There's there's a better chance for the deer to be within you know eyesight of you, especially when it's thick, right? The the longer you can, the farther you can see, the slower you have to go. And when the track's not moving, most of the time it's like you have to you gotta. I move into the death creep right about then. Like, right. Like right. You, well, it can be right on top of you, and it, depending on what time of the season it is, when it's early, like go easy most of the time we go too fast like when you go for a walk if you just consider i'm gonna go out and go go for a walk in the woods or whatever right yeah when there's there's like a way that there's like a time frame of the walk happening and there's a way you act and behave as you go on a walk if you just considered like how you would go for a big loop up in the woods and how you would go about it most of the time, uh, say you're driving down the road and you come across a deer track. Yep. And um, first thing I want to do is assess it. Yep. Attitude check. Right. Now, if the woods are real thick and 
the deer say he's been feeding down the side of the road, right? You're standing in the road and you look at this track and it's just kind of walking down the ditch, following the side of the road a little bit. Yep. It didn't run across the road. It wasn't like walking in a straight line across the road. Like there's a road crossing and then there's a road crossing, right? This one here just happens to be feeding down the side of the road. It was like probably at night when there wasn't too much people traffic. Mm -hmm. It was quiet, chunk of woods way back, you know, someplace. And and he was just kind of going easy, feeding down the side of the road. If I'm going to assess a track and it's really thick area, the woods are thick and I can't see very far. And I want to pull up the track. I don't want to make tons of noise, right? Especially with some brand new snow and the buck is just walking easy down the side of the road. What would you guys do? How do you assess the track and how do you go about looking things over right here? What do you do? You, you just get out of the rig and you look at the track and you see that it's going easy and say there's some yep. clover on the side of the road and it's mm-hmm. been feeding and the woods are thick. You can't see in them very far around you. What, what do you do? What are some of the rules that you have to apply right First there? things first, look for deer always. Right, because you, you might see, be standing there. Yeah, that's right. And like <laughs> you want it, you get out. You you know you check you check the track. You take a quick glance down, and then it's chin up and look as far as you can see. Do at least one quick scan, because it would it would suck to be getting out looking on the track and the things right down like into the woods a couple hundred yards or whatever. And done that a couple way. times, we've, right? Yeah, we've done that. There's a skid trail going out yeah. in there, and and you're just walking and you line up with a skid trail, and then you pick up your head and you look down the skid trail, and, there and the thing's <laughs> standing there, right? And you're like, you don't have your rifle, you don't have nothing, you're standing there like, and you're like, oh crap, <laughs> and then there goes your opportunity. The assess the size of the track always, looking for width and length of the footprint itself. And then also looking for stride and, you know, stagger. So if it's kind of like stepping off to one side or another and, and you can tell the head's moving around a lot, it's going slow. And, you know, seeing, you know, what if it's feeding, right, that means that there's a few things that are happening. One, it's not looking to cover a lot of distance most of the time. Um, if it's relatively fresh, it's like let's get on this and almost like it doesn't matter if it's super fresh and going slow and it's a decent sized track, just take it down into the woods a little ways. Um, because it, most of the time it's really hard to see really what's going on until you get in the woods. The snow conditions are going to be different and their attitudes can be different when they get off the side of the road a lot of times. So going down into the woods, always take it at least, you know, 20, 30 yards into the woods a little bit. You don't want to go in there and be risky and start start tracking without your rifle in your hand or whatever, but like taking a peek down in the woods and seeing if it just kind of like makes the hair on your back of your neck stand up a little bit and see if it's something you want to check. But we'll most of the time take an assessment of that track and be like, okay, you know, this, this looks like a buck, nice little stride, not really going anywhere, relatively fresh. Let's continue down the down the road, right? Because a lot of times when it comes to deer that are feeding on the side of the road, they'll go, they'll eat a little bit, go down in the woods, mess around, and then come back up and then eat some more on the side of the road and make like these little like zigzags back and forth across the road. And, you know, you have to finish your road work, go all the way down, turn around, come back, see, you know, try to gather as much information. If it looks relatively good, just take it, you know? Another thing too, like, um, remember when we were filming you, um, Beave, and we had that, you were looking at the tracks in the road and the deer ran across the road. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another, that's a different scenario, you know, than a deer that's feeding or walking up the side of the road a little mm-hmm. bit. Because in some cases when they're like feeding and walking, they, they might not be on the side of the road you think they are. Right. 
Right. Right. Cause they'll walk up, they may walk yep. in the tracks of the trucks. They'll, and, they'll <laughs> zigzag more. Yeah. And you may have to walk around on the road there a little bit just to figure out for sure that, that which side of the road they're actually on. Right. Cause they'll come down, feed along the side of it and then go back on the side they were. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to miss where they, it's an easy spot to screw up. A right. running track. The other, th- the other thing too, I noticed, um, especially like after you've had some traffic go through, you know, vehicle traffic. So there's new truck tracks on, in the snow on the road and when it, they can drive over tracks, mm-hmm. especially if other hunters, they pass them up or they didn't see the track and they drove over tracks, it's going to, you're going to lose some information there. But also too, if, especially with experienced deer, I've noticed this, they don't cross the road slowly. They get across the road really quick and then they go back to doing their thing because they've been harassed from the road. Um, one thing I've noticed while a deer's running, they'll, they'll walk up to the road. We've talked about this too in the podcast. They'll walk up and stop and like look both ways and then like hop across the road really quick. So I, sometimes you'll just see the tiptoes, mm-hmm. the very fronts of their, of their hoofs will just make an indent for when they connect and then next, then they bound over the shoulder, go up the bank if there's one, and then they'll go right back to doing their, what they were doing before they crossed. Yeah. That running track can be hard to read because it's just tips. Right. Or which, he's just jumping and you don't get a good look at the hoof. Right. And of course a running deer track, a lot of times will seem smaller than the actual deer because they're making less contact with the ground as they're going and, or, or, or more, the or more contact. If it, dig, if right. it digs in, it can make a, a small one look big if he sinks into right. soft dirt. So but by the to same tell. token, a lot of times like their front feet land and then their back feet land almost on top of their front feet. Like right. all four feet will land in the same spot, sort of ish. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the hind feet, tend to be the hind toes tend to be a little more pointier and mm-hmm. they're not as wide and rounded as the front feet. And this is the other thing to keep in mind too. When a, when a buck is walking and, and of course the, the back foot lands on top of the front foot. Mm-hmm. And in some situations it will, I've seen a few buck that had huge front feet and little tiny back feet. So it and looks as like a smaller were, deer stepping in their tracks. Yes, and and the hoof print itself can be deceiving, especially when you only look at one. Yeah. But if you look at multiples in a row, and that's sometimes when a deer runs across a road, he doesn't really leave you much like signals as to the size of him because mm-hmm. it's just a running track. Which is and why you take it into the woods. Yeah, it's distorted. It's different. It's yeah. it's strung out. You don't get to see the size of his step. So it doesn't tell you much about his body size mm-hmm. and a running track is very hard to read. A walking track is much nicer <laughs> much. and it can tell you a lot about the width of the animal's chest. It mm-hmm. can tell you a lot about the, the, the uh, length of the deer too. Yes. Yes. By the size of his stride. Yep. So you're looking for the width of the two tracks. And then you're also looking at the, the length of the stride between his steps and then of course there's the front and the back feet there's some variance in those and you need a whole string of information and when you just are you know one runs across the road he doesn't leave you squat no, no. like you can't you can't tell squat from one print no you can't. now i don't know how many times when when you talk about old uh old tracks and fresh tracks mm-hmm. uh, when I, when we're driving, say we drive up a dead end, we turn around and we come back. And as we come back, there's a brand new track running across the road. It mm-hmm. wasn't there 20 minutes ago. 
Right. And here's a brand new track. Now he could have been standing there and he heard your vehicle coming yeah. and he ran across the road. Mm-hmm. Right now there's not much information because it literally is a brand new track. It ran across the road and you really don't know what you have. Yeah. Do you want to go in the woods on wherever he went? No, you go where no. he came from. I, 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 I want to, Know what Stop his attitude was before he crossed the road. Right. Whether he was already running or he was just moseying and stopped because he heard you coming. Not to mention, I don't want to go in the woods if he's right there. Right. I don't want to spook him. I don't want to, I don't know. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go in that side to assess him. Right. I'm going to go in the side he came from. So I'm going to go backwards on his track a couple, 300 yards. I know I won't run into him. Right. But say it's a doe. And the doe ran across. And the buck's coming. Right. I still want my gun with me. Yes. Right? Because it might be a running deer just crossed the road. Right. It could be a smaller buck being chased by a bigger buck. And while I'm assessing this running deer track that went across the road, the buck might come running right into my face. Right? Listen to this guy. If Jimmy were here, he would want me to say this. Dad goes into the woods (laughs) like 75 yards with no rifle and Jimmy's like one of these days it's going to be standing there and he's going to walk in there without his gun and it's going to go and run away and I'll tell him I told him so every like every time we'll yeah. get out and dad's like that nah, ain't right here right he just he just knows so he looks down and he's like nah we're fine and Coco Bob's like alright right? and he's just like I almost think he's hoping for it one of these times you know what I mean it hasn't happened lately no that's, no it's I been a long time I, I'm more likely to carry the camera and less likely to carry the gun. Oh Although point, sometimes yeah. I don't even take the camera with me. And, <laughs> you know. and there's some good stuff there. So, like, you, you want to you assess, do I want to go in the same woods as a deer, or do I want to go back on the side he came from and just have a quick look yeah. at, at, and see him walking a little bit. If I get 25, 30 yards of him at a normal walk, I can tell a lot about his track. I, I can tell, you know, how, how wide his chest is. And, and I can tell, like, in a, a quick ballpark idea of is this a really big, big one? Or is it, a, like, a three-year-old? Or is right. it, like, just a spike? You Get know? some information. Yes, yeah, a really young deer. So, yep. like, you can learn a lot about them. And, and of course, I, I want the biggest, hoggiest, widest, you know, <laughs> flared out toe dragging buggered yeah that's what you want and as soon as you really start looking at lots and lots of deer tracks and then you come on to that thing where you just have to stare at it you, you look at the track and you say your belt look to your at chin. the size of that thing right when, when you see awesome yeah you won't have to think around. about it anymore you'll yeah. be just like let's that go one. i've seen awesome in a two-day-old track and i want to take that track i don't care about the brand new three-year-old right up the road look at the giant over here, right? Yeah, and I yeah. want to take the two-day-old track <laughs> just because it's a hoser, right? It's a big just one. Of course, you spend the day looking at it. So then there's that moment where you do find a track, right? And everything lines up, and it is interesting, right? It, you know, it's got... It's got the two boot, right? Where you put your you put your heel of one foot on that track, and then you put, you know, toe to heel of your next boot against it, and it's two feet, right? Two of your boot prints, and ours like 12, 12 inch boot prints in between a walking stride. Nice big thick track, right? A good looking buck. Yeah, like or, a tw- 20, or, 24, 26 yep. inch step. So that's kind of what we're looking for. Is we're looking for a, a two boot track, nice decent stride. We, we're looking for a long deer, long deer. Um, early season tend to weigh a lot just be, because yeah, they, they have, you know, a 10 footer, a 10 foot deer when you stretch them out on a game pole is always going to weigh more than an eight footer. Oh yeah. Even mm-hmm. if the eight footer stocky, the 10 foot could be all skin and bones. And he's 
going to weigh, gonna gonna weigh the same. Right? right. So we find a deer we like, and now it's time to take it into the woods. And right off the bat, you haven't gone very far on the track, and maybe you've taken it on the other side, back backwards a little ways or whatever, and now it's time to start assessing. You have to start stuffing as much information from that track as you can into your head to know how to proceed. Because his activity earlier, you could have missed a whole bunch of feeding and a whole bunch of business, and now that deer's headed to go lay down, and you don't know that. And you start meandering, and you're just cruising right along because you think the deer's ahead of you a long ways. The first thing that gets in your way when it comes to determining the speed you should go is there's always this idea that I'm not there yet and that the deer is ahead of me somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? Way out there, I got to go catch up because you think you're behind. If the track isn't isn't smoking fresh, you almost feel like I got to go get, I have to cover some ground in order to get there. Not true. There's been a whole (laughs) bunch of times like right out of the rig go 200 yards and that darn deer is right there yes so like when you're first grabbing onto a track always go slow nice and slow take your time to really scan the woods see what kind of woods you're in what the visibility is going to like because you not only you have to download from the track you also have to see what the environment that you're going to be spending the day in is like yeah and once you have like two three four five hundred yards of this deer right now you know what the deal is Right. By then, you've seen some kind of pattern of behavior. Either we're going in a relatively straight line or we're moseying and browsing a little bit, look for little clips off brush and stuff, and now you say, okay, we're going slow. What's the speed? If it's moving right along, you can, you can go a little bit steadier and move right along. And you look down the track as far as you can, and then most of the time just keep your eye on the downwind side and just mosey right along. As soon as there's a change, right? noticing the changes in the track is what makes you slow down. All of a sudden, the deer just starts veering to the left, right? And you're like, hmm. Or stops. Yep. Or there's a four-way stop or there's a bed or all of a sudden there's running tracks, right? These are things to know. And most of the time, it's reactive. That's the problem with tracking is it's not, you know, you're not getting the information right as the deer is doing it. It's delayed because the deer all of a sudden gets up and runs. And if you don't see it, you will keep plugging along on the track. And all of a sudden, you get to running and you have to stop. And you say, okay, what happened? And you it's have too to, late. that's right. It's already gone. Which yeah. is, which is why the speed is super, super, super important. Yeah. That's, that's what sets it. Like if there's any, say he's walking steady and he's just got a steady gait. And if the gait changes for any reason, it increases or decreases. I want to know about it just as early as I can. Yep. I don't want to wander over a whole bunch of, and not notice the difference in the steps. Like when you guys were little, you guys were doggers, right? You would follow, follow, follow but you weren't readers. So I would say to you, I'd say to you, stop stepping on the tracks. I need to see the spacing. (laughs) I want to see the spacing in the deer's tracks. Stop walking on it. Leave me a little piece of it every now and then so that I can see how his steps are going. And after a while, when you follow him a while, you'll get that. The other thing is like when you first get out of the rig and you start on into the woods, I don't care if you're going to your tree stand or you're, you're going to start tracking or you're just going to start still hunting in the woods. When I first get out of the rig and I load my gun, I tend to like want to like a horse out of the gate. You want to just want to take off and just go. That's why you have to go slow. And I'm not ready for shooting. I'm not ready for listening. I'm not ready for paying attention. I haven't taken a breath. 
it's easy to get in a hurry and, in that because you're excited too. Yes, yeah. and there's been so many critters that have been right on the side of the road, right where I first got out. Even <laughs> I, if like, I, even if it wasn't a trap, I did this so, like four times last year. <laughs> right. So like I, I, I come out of the gate easy. Yeah. I just step out and I get myself in a woods mood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You gotta because, put yourself in the headspace. Yeah, me. because yep. I'm I'm still with Jimmy in the truck, listening to the radio and looking at the ground. Eating clementines, you know? right? And, yeah, <laughs> eating clementines or, or candy bars, right? So, yeah. like, I have to get back into the woods mode and get back into me being comfortable, feeling good, and ready to go. And right. then I'm paying better attention, and I do better, right? So don't don't slam it right out of the gate, yeah. no matter what. Even if it looks like the deer's a long ways away, I just don't come out of the gate on a dead run because I'll just screw up. And I want to be paying attention and, and going for it. So that part of it is like right out of the gate, go easy. When you're sure and you're confident the deer's holding the line and he's moving right along and everything's going great, then you'll be good. You'll be able to know that the deer is out in front of you and you can pick up the pace a little more. You won't have to listen and look around quite as much and you'll be able to just kind of just follow the track right along. And if the deer's like holding a line, he's going straight and he's keeping a steady pace. You can hold a line, go straight and keep a steady pace. You don't really have to You can cover some ground. You can cover some ground And, and keep your chin up, but just keep walking right along and just, just go right along. As soon as anything changes, the terrain changes, the woods type changes, yep. you, you elevation, see elevation, mm-hmm. other deer, you know, as soon as any, there's some big change of things, then I slow up just a little bit, pay a little more attention. And as long as I can see the track far enough ahead of me, I can just kind of keep a steady, just keep coming easy with a mix of going as fast as you can with paying as much attention as you can with noticing everything and in doing good. I want to notice everything when I get to the point of it's time to kill it. Like when I think the deer's within a couple hundred yards of me, now I want to notice every little thing. Right. Before that I could care less. You know, Joe Donito uses that great analogy of, of, you know, the deer on the highway, mm-hmm. then he pulls yep. on the off ramp, he makes a turn, mm-hmm. he pulls into the neighborhood and does some squiggles and then pulls into the yard and does a double and parks. <laughs> and then, then he goes over to the refrigerator, so right? He and does he snip, some snip, snip. And then either he's on the couch or he's in the bedroom, right? Yeah. Or he goes back on the highway again. Stopped yep. home for a snack and now he's back on the road. Right. And yeah. now we got to go back to highway movement, but we're paying attention. One of the things that actually, because Ryan and I are actually all of us, which this is a fun, actually fun little piece of trivia. Every one of us uh, has motorcycles. The only person who has a cruiser is Coco Buff. He has a trike. The rest of us have ninjas, right? So blacked out ninjas. Yeah. We got our motorcycle licenses, um, 2014 B. Is that when it was? We've been riding for six yes. years. Yes. No, no. Um, 15? It was 15. It, 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 our, no, because our, our 636s, our, our big bikes, our, uh, our those are 15. So we, it was 14. The 300s. Or 14. We got our license in the, yeah, okay, anyway. Yeah, so it was in 2013. Either way. 2013, 2014. When, and, of course, we didn't have much motorcycle experience. And when we got to the course, there was something that the instructor said. And because motorcycles the way the headlights are shaped, the size of the headlights, and the, the typical angle. speed, right? There was something they always said was you don't outdrive your headlights. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way in a car. At night, you don't go faster than you can see, which is a perfect analogy 
for when you get into thick woods, a determining factor for your speed is you don't, you don't outdrive your headlights. If you right. can't take in all of the surrounding area, slow down the, yeah, the more there is to look at the slower you have to go, because if you're just going and you're not, you can't see everything and you're missing stuff, right? That's when you, that's when you're going to mess up. That's when you're going to have an issue. Mm-hmm. And, and the track is the same way. If the woods are, you can see a long ways or you know, it's the visibility isn't the issue. If you can't follow the track well, right? So say you're in some grass or there's not that much snow. If you have to keep looking down at the track in order to follow it, you have to go super slow. Do you, don't worry about the deer outrunning you. That's not an issue. It's better that you follow the track all day long going slow and never catch up to him than it is for you to catch up to him with your head down. And just right. keep burning him. Right, you know? because one of the things about speed is if you nail speed right, you do have the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. The deer doesn't know he's being tracked, and that's your best opportunity to meet him and maybe get a shot. Right. Right? right. And if you end up bumping him because you were going too fast, now he's on you. And shooting a <laughs> right, shooting a deer that knows you're coming is an entirely different ball game than walking up to somebody who's on their couch eating Cheetos. Yeah, that's you know another, what I mean. Like, <laughs> right. so like that's that's one of the things to keep in mind is I would rather have never catch up to him than catch up to him with my head down or you know not paying attention and going too quick. Yeah, part of that will be like how far you can walk. If you can't walk very far, should you track 100 miles an hour? No, you get burnt out. You're going to get burnt out. You won't go as far probably. And you're not using the space you have most effectively. And with your ability, you don't want to hit bingo and be at dark. And now you're or, right. Cause when you start getting tired and you're way out too far for yourself, that's when you start getting into issues. Oh yeah. The other thing too, is how much day you have left. Right. As you the get on day track is starting to burn, right. you have less time because it gets dark at five o'clock. Right. So like if, if I know <clears throat> I'm going to be close in a distance and, and, and I need to meet the deer and I haven't met him all day and he doesn't really show signs of letting up, he, he's not showing any signs of slowing up much, I'm just going to hammer. I'm just going to hammer right along and I at least want to meet him by the end of the day. I've had so many times where I just never caught the buck all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I went as far and as fast as sometimes as fast as I could, not even deer hunting. I was just following and we've, I did it for an entire day done and that. I still never caught him. Oh yeah. You know, and especially, especially pre-rut. That, yeah, that first week or two in November, sometimes you, they're, they're cruising, looking for does like on the 10th of November kind of stuff. They just don't let up and they're just going, 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 especially especially if it's cold weather mm. and mm-hmm. a little bit of snow seems to want to make them like they're like, e, like kids on a playground. They want to go yeah. out and play in the snow and they weather. just go, you know? Yep. And then there are other times when it's really warm, it's 60 degrees and they're not moving at all. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going a hundred and say there's just no snow and there's some buck sign and there's a few scrapes and a few rubs and you come into it, boy, you want to hunt that sign you want to, and it's warm weather, you want to hunt that sign and go easy. Just you, still hunt that nice and easy. You gotta because you got to catch him laying down. Yeah, and he's probably near his sign. He probably hasn't gone that far. Mm-hmm. And he, I know the last three or four years now, whenever we found early November rut sign, mm-hmm. the buck was right there. Yep. Right. So we just went slow and easy and just hunted that spot yep. nice and easy. So, like, the speed is everything. And there are other times, like, when there isn't any does and heat, but it's close, like from November mm-hmm. 10th to the 15th or 17th, where depending on the moon cycle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and and the does are about to start coming in 
right? And, yeah. and the big boys are really circulating and they're checking doe group to doe group. Or say you're in an area with very sparse numbers of deer and he's in that search zombie walking mode. I need to find a doe and he just keeps going and going and he can't find any deer. So he just keeps walking and walking and he'll make a little sign. You know, he'll rub his horns. He'll make a few scrapes like on a side hill, on a logging skid trail on a side hill. You know, he'll make some scrapes up the skid trail and, and he'll just hook the entire mountain and then go over the top and down the other side. And he's just out kind of cruising, walking easy. I need to find a doe those kind of deer you just go just go and, no. and hope and pray that you don't bump them but you he's not gonna find anything you don't and even mess with it those are the tough ones if it's a giant and it's the only one in the woods i'm still taking it <laughs> yeah he's gonna wait. show me his loop he's gonna show me where you're he's at been least trying. gonna learn the woods too if especially if you haven't been in there you yeah might learn you might learn good spots would you rather reference points would later. you rather follow a giant going 100 or follow a medium to small size buck that's going slow I still want a giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There it is. I'm not a trophy. No hunter. way, man. Yes, no, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No way. I want the one going slow. If if you're out to really I want a mosey. Yeah. Well, I want to see something. Depends what your goals are. He wants, I wanna, I he wanna wants see to him. film deer. Yeah. <laughs> he right. wants to see him. See, he doesn't care about shooting deer. He wants to get in camera. I do. Yeah. The other thing that, uh, that deter that changed speed a lot is when there's more than one deer, I go, I go slower because and it's not it's not necessarily because they might be hanging around, but because if they do stop and you do end up closing the gap, you got twice as many cents that you have to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, two sets of eyes, two sets of ears, two noses. It's you don't want to mess with that, and you have to creep. And there's more to pay attention to, because all, if all of a sudden you see a deer, it's like oh crap, there's one, right? And where's the other? And now you have to like you have to you have to pay pay attention a bit more you know there's more to see there's more deer to notice mm-hmm. but there's also easier to notice you and then have sure. so number of deer the more deer there are the slower slower i always went i like it i like a buck going easy by himself that's way better you can just stay at a you know slower ish walk and just kind of poke along and nice and easy and i find that staying steady sometimes works better than the crunch 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 stop Yes. Crunch, crunch, crunch. You know, because that, that tends to draw a little bit more attention to yourself than just kind of like moseying right along. So nice and slow and steady has worked like magic. Really good. It has. It's yeah. kind of like, it's a moose walk is what we call it. Just kind of ka-chunk, ka-chunk, Just ka-chunk. keep coming. Yeah. Yep. And that, that, that seems to work really well, especially on moose. Moose don't freak as much. Moose don't like the walk, 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 stop. No, they the don't. The walk, 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 stop. They would rather have you walk up and walk, in, literally walk into them than yeah. to walk and stop. It's because part they can pay too, attention to you. Part of that, that, that walking pace thing too, though, is how good you are at spotting things. Mm. If you're mm-hmm. not good at spotting critters, yep. you don't want to walk steady and just keep coming all the time because you'll spook everything. Like if yeah. you only see things when they run and you're not seeing it beforehand, you need to stop more often. Then yeah, you got to slow down a little bit. You want to look, you want, you want to notice how effective you are at seeing game before you disturb it. And if you're seeing it only when you disturb it, you got to slow just a little bit. You know, it, there's that fine line, and mm-hmm. you'll learn that over time. It takes time you, to do that. Well, the training your eyes and in what kind of woods, this is like, you know, it's back to the headlight thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily how far you can see and what there is to look at, but it's how how trained your brain is for picking those things out of the woods, like a sliver of, right, the people that can just see, like, the tip of an ear. It's like, what the hell? Jesus. And pick it right out. Yeah, and they're like, right mm-hmm. there. And I'm like, mm. 
I don't see them. What are we looking at? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I, I just, I'm like Jimmy. As soon as the tail goes through the air, I'm like, yep, there was a deer. <laughs> yeah. Told you. Totally yeah, saw the it. other thing, too, when you're tracking a deer, you're going along, and you kind of start, like, your mind starts to wander a little bit because you haven't seen anything yet. It's go, like even like zombie walking. And you start to pay a little less attention than you normally do. Just stop. Oh, yeah. If Take a break. If you're going to fluff off, just stop. Just do it in one spot because... If no flip-flopping. Don't like, Don't exactly. go steady if you're not paying attention, basically. Right, because right. you'll just walk right As soon as you start to, awesome. just like, you're heading back to the truck and you're just, I'm leaving the woods now. Yeah. <laughs> stop and stop and make and get your head take a minute and get back in the, the good mindset that was very eeyore-esque <laughs> well and some of the cares? places that you'd want to do that like a corner in the logging road uh-huh. right Hills. you stop in the corner you stop before you come over the hill mm-hmm. um there's a, a change in uh, like a wall of brush like a wall or brush or trees evergreens yep. before, you know is, just step up to the edge of the and log and through road it first. and look down it and through it right we all we all have out. a tendency to do the same thing and animals do this as well the slower they go the more they pay attention yes yes when they're on the highway just like when you're going through the woods steady you miss a lot of stuff Right, and you so can use that to your advantage when, when you, the animals now are now when you moving. have deer, right. right, and say the the bucks are pushing does around. It's like, man, is that the go time? Because we were in, I think it was this past season, we were in uh, New Hampshire, and I ended up there was a smaller buck, and it was like late December. It was like the ninth or tenth, eleventh maybe yeah. of December yeah. in New Hampshire, and there was a smaller buck with his head right up a doe, and she's just running to get him off of her three times. They loop around the mountain, come right back to me, and of course I wasn't paying attention, and all of a sudden doe buck and i'm like oh crap right and i wasn't ready and i was like huh right and it's getting late you know we're talking like almost four yeah so i was like "Ah, well let's go up the track and i'll take a peek at it you know who knows it might come back on the track so i walk up there a little ways and i stop and i look down i'm like yeah it's nice it's you know it's a small buck i i just maybe saw small antlers i didn't really get a good look at them i just the way they were running yeah. with one head down the other one tail you know kind of cupped and leaping i was like <laughs> yeah i know what's going on here yeah right and i'm like oh well i listened for a good long time maybe 10 minutes and i was like well that's the end of that right so i walk back because it's you know deep snow and it's you know kind of wettish so i walk back to this little four-wheeler trail that i was kind of walking up and I, I go a little ways, and it's all these thick hemlocks. And then I hear crash, 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 crash. And all of a sudden, whoop, right back through the hole. And I was like, duh, I wasn't ready again, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, right and so I run right up there to get ready, and they're gone again. Yeah. And I was like, well, what were the odds of that, right? Right. I Pretty stand, good, I, actually. I stand there for 20 minutes. Twice as long, right? And like, no, they would have come back by now, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm cashed, basically. I've walked a long ways. I'm kind of like, I don't really care, right? Right. I go, I go down the hill, and had I stood there in that exact spot, they ran my track back over a third time. Yeah. A third time. Yeah. But I could have, they were not paying attention. No. I could have, like, been standing there doing jumping jacks, and they would have ran right by me. They were yeah. so busy. And, of course, she's like, get off me. And he is hyper-focused on her. They don't care about anything. Right. They're just looping and they're going nuts. And that is your opportunity. Like if you run sideways to get a shot or you make any like really fast movements or anything, they're not going to notice it as much. Nope. They're not going to be paying attention. Yep. And that's a, that's a great time for you to be able to move right quickly. Like if a doe comes right by and she's running and you see her tail's kind of like in that little cup shape, yep. run right down to her track. You if there's right a buck coming, oh, he's yeah. he's busy, right? And you run right down there and he's, he's coming through the woods in a hurry. He's not thinking... 
danger. And plus, even if he was, right, he's not he's not seeing much. And then that's an opportunity, and that's worked really well for you. So the faster they're going, the less they're noticing too. If you're going slower than the game, a lot of times you have you have the upper hand in that situation. Beave, how many times have you and I been on two bucks together? At least twice a season. Yeah. Now, now here we are, like pre-rut or even during the rut, mm-hmm. and one buck doesn't like another buck. Pushing right? each and other he's around. He's following that. Get out of here. There can also be the little buck following the big one to mm-hmm. see what's up. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've had a few times where the big one is following up the little one. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is another time if you have to take a track. Would you like a? two tracks yes <laughs> yeah does it usually mean they're gonna go it usually means they're gonna be heading down how town. many times have we gone a long way it's now, most, sometimes, most of the time in that situation you're going for a walk you're gonna go for a walk yeah. probably yeah. but the, but also, we've had a few where they got in a fight well i was just gonna say was it last season we uh, we had that we had two bucks and they fought twice on the snow machine trails yep above where you were dogging your deer in the swamp oh yeah. sure we were and we had Jer with us. Yep, it was Jer dog. It was right. He had he had gone home because he had to go prep for uh, boot camp and yeah. get all that stuff ready. So we were walking the snow machine trail and we saw two buck tracks and we saw some blood in the snow because yeah. the big boy had stuck the little one and then they got into a, a scrap twice. And it was an area probably oh it was like fifteen by fifteen square feet where they had. Flattened it all down in the brush, and you could see chunks of hair in the snow, and there's blood here and there. And then they take off running again, and they did it again. But again, that was all day, and we never saw them. Well, not to mention, like, if if the I've had quite a few scenarios, like with long toes, right? Where two big buck got together, and they did a giant threat walk, do si do, in about a 300 yard area where them two buck followed each other around and tried to not fight. Yep. It was going to be sizing, a contest. Sizing each other and they, up. Yeah, and they, they, they walked side by side, or one followed the other one around and around and around, and they you could tell they, they, they'd been strutting all over the place, and then there's a giant fight scene, and then usually there's a loser, mm-hmm. and a loser runs, and the winner chases yep. or gives chase to him. The Grinch was the same thing. Lewis and I followed those two for a long ways. Um, so I, I want to say there's been 15, 20 different scenarios in the last 10 years where we've had two big main bucks that didn't like each other and were threat walking and following each other and then getting in fights and then chasing each other and one giving pursuit to the other. Um, I've heard two different fight scenes going on and have said, am I, am I hearing what I think I'm hearing? And it's clack, 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 clack. And then it's clack, 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 a little bit more like, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's two bucks fighting. I am going to shift into overdrive and I am going to go running right at them two right. bucks fighting. I'm going to run down in there. They're fast. not going to be paying attention they to anything attention. I'm coming a hundred. Mm. Now the very first time this happened to me in Maine, 
I'm, I listen and I'm like, can I be hearing what I think I'm hearing? And I, it makes me pay attention, right? I'm, I'm sure. suddenly hearing this. You're amped. Now there's no, there's very little snow on the ground. It's only like a half an inch, just a small amount. Yeah. And I'm, I'm perked up and I'm listening to these two bucks, what sounds like two bucks fighting. And then I notice some movement a little bit to my right, about 35, 40 yards away. I look and there's a deer standing there. And it's a little buck. It's a little three-pointer. And he's listening to the two bucks fighting down there. Then he turns and looks at me. And the two bucks are fighting. And he turns and looks at them. Now, he's in between us, right? Mm -hmm. In between the two big bucks (laughs) fighting and me. Yeah. And I don't dare to spook him because he'll go running down in there and spook them. Right. Right? If a deer goes running Mm -hmm. by them, and then I'm thinking, no, no, no. So I'm, I'm thinking, well, what do I do? I need to get down there, right? And I'm listening, and I can't hear them anymore. And I'm like, so I wave my hands at him. Get out of here. Go on, right? And yeah. sure enough, he doesn't run down the tracks. He runs off to the side. So I just go burning right by him, and he runs off more. When I go, and I go tearing down into the spot, and I find the two bucks. There's, there's blood and hair on the trees, and, and they've been going at it. And now I'm, I'm running down to where they, they're starting to, one chases the other one away, right? Yep. They break up mm-hmm. and one runs after the other one and both bucks are running full blast. So I'm running right after them full blast and they run out into this open grassy swamp area where there's no snow mm-hmm. and it's huge. It's three, 400 yards across it and Nasty, I can't tell wet. where they yeah. went. Yeah. So I'm looking in the grass for their running tracks and I can't find it. And I'm listening and I'm grunting like crazy and it doesn't do me any good. And I never meet up with these bucks and it's now two and a half, three hours. And I've hunted in the direction they went, but the snow doesn't, melted yeah, that away. doesn't really do you that much good. No. And the snow know? is now melted away. It's gone completely. It's warmed up and the snow's melted and everything's wet and I'm done. And like, so you're going to have to decide, should I go fast or should I not? I di- you definitely want to call like crazy. Mm-hmm. In, in that kind of scenario, yeah. If the winner yeah. is in between you, most of the time the loser of the two bucks is way out there. Mm-hmm. And the winner is closer to you. Right. And with long toes, that ended up being the case. Long toes was the loser and the winner buck had the dough. Yeah. And, and Pete came and the two of us circled the mess and then Pete takes off after the winner and he met up with it. It didn't go far. Yeah. Right. The doe didn't go very far. So he hunted nice and easy. The doe blew it and the, the two deer ran away and Pete couldn't get a shot at the monster, but he did get a, get eyeballs on it. It wasn't that far. He got a chance. Mm -hmm. Me, I never catch the loser. The loser just leaves and he just takes off and goes, he's bleeding a little bit, but boy, he went a long ways. And the next morning is when I pick him up, I find him and shoot him. Yeah. And he was only probably a quarter, three eighths of a mile away from the fight scene in another area, but he was by himself and he was the loser, but yeah. he was still catchable. So like determining the speed with two bucks, I tend to just come along steady and just keep coming. Yeah. When they're, just when they're, calling. when they're distracted, move right in. That's right. Get right, move in, right in. Yeah. And of course, that's the other thing too. If I'm um, just out, say I'm still hunting and all the moose are on their feet. They're, the bulls are rubbing their horns or they're walking around. They're on their feet and they're moving. They're, they're feeding a little bit. 
You know, I, I watch what the other animals in the woods are doing. And if everything seems to be on its feet, I'm going to expect the deer to be on their feet. Yeah. And that's the, the very best time to be moving around because I can get away with tons of things if they're on their feet. When they're laying down and it's extra quiet and they're not moving and I am, most of the time they burn me. They get yeah. me and run yeah. off. Well, they have the home field advantage too. That's right. The, you know, they've got more senses. The other thing right. that's going to make a difference is your weather conditions for speed. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. The times when I like to move right along is when it's really windy, right? Because when the branches are going and things are happening, snow is moving around, you have a chance to kind of like sneak Blend. right along because yeah. your movement is kind of masked by the rest of the woods moving. Mm-hmm. Deer tend to be on a little bit more on an edge then because mm-hmm. they're kind of like, I can't, right? I don't know what's happening around me. They'll, they'll, they'll seek refuge in each other and they'll want to be in more open spaces so they can see. They're not going to be hunkered right down. I've, I've found if that they do, to be the case. If they do want to seem to be hunkering, it'll be in a quiet area. Yes, so they, they can do. still hear you coming, yes, but still you down. can close the gap on your track when it's really windy and nasty or if it's really snowing. If the weather's harsh in any way, I like to move right along. When... It's quiet. Yeah. The dead silence, super crunch. You move moderately slow but steady mm-hmm. because, you know, there's really, you know, on crusty snow, that's always the worst. But if it's just quiet and everything's still, I move just kind of steady and I stay relaxed. One mm-hmm. of the other things, too, is even if you're moving along quickly, you stay relaxed. It's imperative that you stay chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the reason is that you are more receptive and you're more ready to react. Like Bruce Lee said something. He says it's not about being tense; it's about being ready. And you don't want to be tense, especially when you're like, if you're getting excited and you feel like you're closing the gap and you're trying to move right along, you have to chill out. Mm-hmm. You have to stay relaxed too, mm-hmm. because when you're getting excited and things are happening, now is when you step on sticks, and when you when you make the wrong move and stuff, you need to stay calm and move right along, Mm -hmm. right? You just, you have to be in your kind of like your flow tracking state, you know? Yeah. There's a zone there. There's a zone and you, you just kind of like feel and now, and if you, if you feel like you should move right along, just do it. Yep. You just do it. Or if you be like, Whoa, Hey, I gotta stop. You just stop. The other thing that matters too with speed is wind. Like wind is the best. I love wind. Wind, harsh, big, crazy wind. Well, not to mention direction, right? Mm. If if the wind is blowing down the track, are you going to want to go slow? No, no No way. It's going to be that much farther ahead of you. That's right. You're going to saturate it, and it's just it's a completely different scenario, right? If if you are up on top of a hill and it's a nice steady wind, even down at your feet. And the animal's on the upwind side, and you're downwind, and it's a beautiful, steady wind. Well, you can go as slow as you like then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and yep. that, so like, I, I always pay attention to the wind because it helps me adjust my speed. And, yeah. and also, too, like, if uh, I'm, I'm, say, the buck is crosswinding, and he's going crosswind, and he's actually sniffing the whole mountain by going crosswind right he's sniffing a whole ridge by not climbing it the wind comes over the ridge and rolls down to his side and and he parallels it yeah and he's paralleling it and all of a sudden he turns and goes upwind because he smelt a doe up the hill right or he suddenly goes downwind all of a sudden because there's a predator up the hill Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. a hunter on the left right or a bigger buck say the wind's coming from left to right 
Yep, yep, another buck. There's something he doesn't like. Yep. And all of a sudden he turns downwind. I'll know there's something upwind. Yep. Mm-hmm. How many times have we been tracking together and the deer made some kind of huge movement? And I'm listening to everything. I'm looking at the terrain when the deer suddenly made a turn. And I say to you guys, okay, stop. There's a deer turn. Stop. Let's mm-hmm. figure attitude out what's change. going on. Always, There's an attitude always. change here, right? So we pull up to that elbow in the track. And it, it suddenly takes off and runs downwind. And I said, there's something upwind right here, yep. right? What did he turn from? What's going on? Now, I don't necessarily have to go and investigate it, but how many times have we just walked over the bank and just had a quick look and there's a moose laying there mm-hmm. and he didn't want to walk right up to that moose. And just was like, Neh. And, and he came up and smelt it. And or said, bear tracks. Yes. Bears, people, yep. right? There's a hunter just came through, Yep. yep. right? And the deer noticed it and did an elbow, and we haven't seen the signs of it. We didn't know what was up. And we just went out 25 yards and just peeked, and there was something right there, right? And the deer was on it. After a while, when you start seeing these things, you'll be able to apply it. And now we walk over to the hunter's tracks, and he was coming along parallel to us. And he Mm -hmm. happened to cut in front of us just a little bit and then continued on. And he left a scent in the woods and he's say he's out there a quarter mile in front of us. Yeah. And the deer just goes, Oh, there's a person over there. And the deer turns. Yeah. And then we pull up and say, Oh, there's a guy out in front of us. Yeah. And then we take the deer and we start. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the deer is, is back kind continuing of continuing his routine. Yeah. He's kind of just stepped, yep. stepped over and now he's continuing his direction. And then he makes another turn. I'm like, Ooh, that guy's coming in here. Right. Yep. Yep. I don't know how many times I've been tracking them and the, or we've been doing it collectively mm-hmm. together or whatever. And we get to the other side of a block of woods where we're all hunting and the deer runs into one of you guys all the time. Right. And we're like, man, dude, that deer just knew you were there and it just turned mm-hmm. off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so that's going to happen, you know, yep. and it's really neat. Sometimes it's a signpost rub yep. Yep. and, and the deer turns and goes right to it. And mm-hmm. now he, he made the turn, he smelt the signpost rub, and yep. he goes over to it. And now we discover a signpost rub we never knew was there before. Yeah, right. And right? He, the deer showed us the where The 90 it was. degrees are the big ones. But any attitude change where all of a sudden they start running, they start walking, they slow down, they turn. Direction they change. They stop. All those things is like a moment for you to like stop what you're doing and like reassess your speed and what's happening. Those are good checkpoints. And most of the time, by the time you're standing on top of it, it's like, mm, that's as late as you want to notice those. And the looking down the track as far as you can in between sweeping, you know, looking through the woods in mm-hmm. between that, looking down the track will really help you to get your speed down. Seeing, seeing the stop sign coming way before you get there is always an advantage. Yeah. Always. There's this like reading of the woods in general that I'm constantly doing. Yes. I'm looking for quiet walking, noisy walking, right? There are places in the woods where it's nice, quiet walking. And there are places where it's terrible walking. There are also two like windy, swirly spots Mm -hmm. and not so windy, swirly spots. Like if you're a big Northern and you're swimming around in a lake and you're looking for a pumpkin seed to eat, right? What are you going to do when it comes to your movement through the lake? You're going to use the logs. You're going to use the edges and the yep. drop-offs. You're going to Through use the, grass the sides of the lily pads, yep. right? And you're going to use the woods to help you determine your speed, determine where you will go, 
and it the the pond will help you lead you to what you're looking for yeah. and mm-hmm. and help you get close to it and so i'm constantly saying well what's the trees right and you, you never hear that from anybody else they don't talk about the trees they're you, not the trees, trees are super important you hunt trees you they're do so important especially like just on a quick little note like you're heading back to the rig you're walking you watch how the trees change it's going to tell you what's in front of you yeah. Oh, you'll be in nice big open hardwoods, and I see a lot of softwoods getting tighter and tighter and tighter. That usually means it's going to be a mess in front of me, a wall of crap, or it's a swamp. Yeah, moisture. You're always going to know the, the kind of mm-hmm. how swampy, mushy or, the land is. Or breaks to in the trees. Mm-hmm. It could be like a clear cut or a river. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're going through the yep, woods, and then a there's road. a big strip, and there's no trees. That yep. means, or a road. That means yep. that there's something there. To make note of and like um as far as speed too goes like if i come like a, a lot of times i'll have deer they'll walk up a river and then try to find a place to cross mm-hmm. when i have a lot of cover noise i focus less on how much noise i'm making because i'm next to a river right and i just focus on more of what i can see sure. and i just yep. cruise right along yep. when yeah. i get away from the cover noise then i slow down but again it depends on what the deer's attitude is too if I if I suddenly pull up to a giant swamp and I've got to cross that thing, I don't look down. I look up. Look at the tops of the trees. Because wherever there's hardwood trees, it's drier. It's drier. The ground is high. The roots are higher up in the air, and it's drier. And that's where I want to cross that swamp is wherever there's bigger hardwood trees yeah. out in that swamp. If there's giant yellow birch someplace, there's some dry ground right there. Yeah, you know, there's solid ground at least. Yep. It's not mushy stuff where I'll sink up to my yeah. chin. And if right? the woods are if the woods are nice, I right. go for the softwood always. And the, the bigger, not, the mossier the woods stuff, are nice, yes. and and it tends to be, you tend to be a little bit thicker and you can kind of you know you can almost but that like goes sneak with through. tree density too yep and the types of trees and skirting the edge of that and the size of the tree. skirting skirting the edge of that is good for you know you can when you can't be seen and heard as much move right along but mm-hmm. the thing the thing that got me to start shooting deer like literally the day i started shooting deer was <laughs> the day i slowed down in general Yes. yes. And stop being worried that I wasn't going to catch them. Most of the time, they're closer than you think. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah. Aren't they? They're not yeah. in a hurry to go anywhere. They that, live there. They're house. just doing their thing. Yep. And if it's a big buck and he's zombie walking, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to learn about him and where he goes. Yeah, right. That's the worst. That's and then happen. and, and <laughs> right. you haven't disturbed that buck, go back tomorrow. Yep. He will probably be back. Right? Max, a three-day loop max right. he will be back he'll be back he's right he ain't somewhere. going 200 miles right he'll be back sure. so it's go slow pay attention keep your eye on the track but don't stop looking for yep. deer the other- that is it that's like right there that is the speed determining deer killing formula right there what's helped me too <laughs> that, that's it, it isn't it, it is. right what's helped me with tracking deer if i'm on a, a deer track and he's safe he will use the zombie walking as, a, as an example i know he's ahead of me I'll stop for a minute, get my bearings, and I'll I'll look as far ahead on the track I can see, and then I'll pick a marker that's on the track, whether it's a birch tree, a big rock, or something, and I know, okay, the track's right next to that rock. I know he's zombie walking. I can see the trail. Now, I don't even have to look at the track anymore. Nope. I already have an idea. I already know his attitude because I can see even 25 yards ahead. Now, I'll just walk and keep my chin up. 
Yeah, and keep them shooting lanes right. ready to go. Yeah, so you can All see whatever's there. Because yeah. then if he happened to do a J-hook and he stopped watching me through these hardwoods, now I can still now I have an opportunity to see him as I'm going. Right. And I'm not spending so much time trying to determine his attitude because I already have the information. And I just keep him, keep in mind where that marker reference is for me. And I say, okay, well, I know the track's right there. If I just walk towards this tree, I know where the track is. Right. And I remember you, you telling us that if you lose the track once in a while, it means you're looking up enough. Right. You need to be looking for deer. Right? You need to be, okay, if you're in snow, you're not going to lose the track. You can't shoot tracks. You're you not going to lose them. Right. And the deer can't fly. So if you do lose the track and you know you were on it at one point, turn around. Just follow your back track back. I've yeah, done you that can a, figure it out. A bunch of times I've done that. I've been walking along. Like, oh, I lost the track. Yeah. Where'd it go? And then I just stop. And at that point, stop. Right. Don't look while you're walking around because now you're going to miss something, whether it's new information on the track or if there's another, or if you can miss what he did, if he laid down, now he's watching you. Or if there's another doe or a moose, it gives you better opportunity to re reevaluate what's been going on. Yeah. The other thing is a lot of times... Like when you're first going into the woods in the morning and, and it's like darkish and, and you're going out, right? I, I want to read the canopy of the trees in front of me so I know the kind of woods. I want to know how solid it is, how solid the ground is, especially if I'm down low someplace, um, you know, the bottoms somewhere. I want to see the size of the trees that are growing there because the bigger trees grow in nice firm spots. And when mm -hmm. it's all little tiny short trees, I go, Ooh, it's either really thick or it's really wet or it's really tight. You know, like you can't hardly get through it and I won't be able to see very far. Yep. Right now, if I look at the canopy and there's a tight area and then a little bit to my left, there's some bigger, taller trees. I, I'm going to take that left, left side a little bit. If I've got to cut through something or get through yep. and in low light situations, your canopy tells you what's coming up ahead a lot more. And so I'm, I'm, I do a lot of my looking down while I'm walking, but I also am looking out to where I want to travel next to pick the spot, to make it through those woods. Right. Um, there's a lot of places like where the bigger trees will be, will be where the beaver dam is. Yes. Like if there's a big swamp and it's open and grassy, that's where it's watery and mushy and boy, mm -hmm. you want to be careful. That's the swamp that you fall into. And when you, you I look on the, the downhill side where the water runs, Mm -hmm. And I look for those bigger trees. The dam will be down where that solider ground is. And there's, there'll be trees by that part of the dam where it's probably crossable. And a body of water. Right. And now say the deer shot out across that swampy grass or whatever. Yep. And I can't go there. But I have to skirt the area to get to where he is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go where the bigger trees are, where it's easier walking and just do a big moon out around. And yep. I'm, I'm not going to do it real fast. Either. No, take your time. Be because if he did a hook out in that stuff or say he went straight across it, but then did an elbow and, mm -hmm. and laid down there someplace, a lot of times they'll go across some kind of a barrier. They'll go around a blowdown. They'll put something around them across and, the river and then feel good about their crossing that they made mm -hmm. and they'll relax and they'll, lay down they'll listen, take feet. it easy. And yeah, they'll, they'll be like, okay, time to park. And they'll, they'll park. And if I have left the track, now I no longer know what's going on. Right. I'm not seeing the signs that he's going to lay down because I've left it. Mm -hmm. So as I'm circling, I'm going to go kind of easy. I'm going to yeah. really pay attention because I could just bump him right there someplace. Right. Yeah. And that's so you a, want to watch That's a really that. good point, too. If you're, lose, if you're losing information, slow down. Slow down. Yes. 
Yeah, you leave that track and, and you hook like a little green knob, and he's looks like he's headed for that little green Go knob. Easy. Go kind of easy on yeah. it. Yeah. The, Use the terrain to hide you yeah. a little bit and right. to give you an advantage. You know, pull into the holes slowly. Step into the logging road easy. Look, look both directions. Look through. Yeah. Look through. Look the woods. through the woods before you come into an opening. And look for the look into the openings that you're not in yet. Yes. To try and spot Look, him in it before you enter. Nothing, you, you'll never uh, get to enter gonna with him. he's going to feel comfortable on the side of a barrier thinking you can't see him. Yeah. And he could be standing right there on the other side of some shrubs. And you can see him standing there in an opening. Waiting and he's for watching you, you. Watching you. And he's comfortable watching yeah. you. And he's like, well, he can't see me. So right. I'm going to wait for him to come closer so I can get a better idea of what's going on. Right. But, and right. it gives you an opportunity to be able to do something about it. You close the gap. The thing that teaches you speed and what speed to go in certain situations the best is jumping deer. Yeah, you have to literally. Is when do they it. when they yeah. run away and you're like, ah, damn it! Well, right, and that that's yeah. that is that's <laughs> the, the failing. Thing. Failure <laughs> teaches you more than suggestion from victory. Yes. Always. Yes. Yeah. And the best thing to do is um, when you're learning guitar, or you're learning an instrument, or you're learning anything, you want to go full speed all the time. Mm-hmm. Right, you want to start out, you know, going a hundred and getting it all. Like Guitar Hero, yeah. has anyone like not been on expert mode and you turn that thing up to a hundred and you got these notes flying at you a million and you miss most of them? Yeah. yeah. Start slow, especially when you're beginning tracking and you haven't gone too too far and you haven't had a chance to really run into that many deer yet. You're better off to go slow and practice taking in and practice knowing and get into those situations. You had a, you have a great. uh a great saying that you've always done the faster you go the faster you get in trouble and it is <laughs> it's so true right you your ability the faster you go the, your ability to read the track is diminished your ability to scan the woods for deer is diminished your ability to notice things using other senses is diminished and you get tired there you is a slow down yes. is really the key you slow down and once you get comfortable and you learn the woods and now you know what's going on you can you'll, you'll, you'll know you'll know when to speed up, but most of the time people right. go too fast, and that's what ruins their chances of tracking down a deer and getting him. Yeah, there will be a stage where you will go too slow. Yes, yeah. and you'll be like, "Man, I could never catch this deer." Right. If I was there five seconds faster. Right. Right. If I mm-hmm. got there just a little bit quicker. Yep. And there's there's those times too when you need to run, like the deer jumps up. And it, Jimmy's decoy and buck was a great one. Yeah, he took off on a dead run and yep. then stopped and boom, right? And and uh, I don't know how many times that I've been, get your ass over there. Right? The, the thing ran <laughs> over a hill, yeah. right? It ran over a hill. And yep. if I, so I, I've only got to go 20 yards and I'll be able to watch him run 200 that, yards. Well, that right? moment, right? when you get down to crunch time, your speed during crunch time doesn't matter. Right, so say you jump the deer and he's going through some hardwoods, run to get a shot if you have to. Yeah. Right. You move right up as fast as you can. Like go safe. Don't go tripping over stumps and shooting right. yourself or don't go crazy. But right. you got to get up to where you can see to maybe get go a as shot. Fast at you him. can while being as safe. That's right. As you it's can. get right up there. Go 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 go. Like there's right. been tons of times where he's like go. And there's also been times where if you had stayed and slowed down rather than running up there to try to get the shot, you would have been better off. Yes. And there's no way to know that until after the situation goes down. Yeah. But most of the time, running up to get a better view 
pays off more times than it doesn't because oh, yes. I you know do. they have a tendency deer have a tendency to put something in between you and them and then run straight away and if you move out to the side over here right now now you have a chance to see them too right yep i don't well, know how many times i've been 10 feet from a logging road the yeah. thing busts on the side of it yeah and, and like a skid trail right you know it fell a bunch or cut a hole and and he he takes off on the side of it he he's 10 feet inside the edge of it yep mm-hmm. and i have moved into his edge a little bit yep and he runs from me and then turns back into that opening yep and instead of running towards him, all I need to do is run back sideways. to the opening sideways. Yep. And when he busts out into that, I don't know how many of them have done that on me. Yep. They want the speed. They want to run fast. They need to get away, especially if I hit them really so close. They, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I bump them at a really close distance. Yeah. And yeah. he needs the speed, and he jumps out into the open, not only to look back and, and yeah. kind of, you know. But now he can run unhindered. Yes, and he can go, and he's out in the open now. Yeah. Right. So it's you're, like get your butt over there, right? So move. I run the twenty feet. Yeah. And then now I've got my shooting lane. You know, just run to that shooting lane wherever it is. And I don't know how many of them have been in the really thick stuff. I ran to a shooting lane that I thought he might come into, mm-hmm. and he did. And, and he pow. came right out into it, and then turned and ran straight down it like right. a partridge. Right. Right. How many partridges have you flushed when you have a rifle? Yeah. And if you had a shotgun, you could have shot 10, 10 rounds at him. Oh, he, right? yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, he busted out into the open and flew straight away from me down the yeah. skid trail. Yeah. And I could have shot 20 times, right? And here I am with a rifle and I can't do a thing about it. Yeah, too bad. And then when I do have the shotgun, he goes straight into the brush. Yeah. Right? It's like, what the hell, right? You're right? A- but that happens. And, and I, I don't know how many times I've told myself, get your butt over there right yeah hurry up and and, and i just told myself that and it, it worked out well right i've had a whole bunch of times i did it nothing happened mm-hmm. and there was nothing it I gives you it gives yourself a chance and run diagonal don't run straight at them don't run to the side because you don't gain running diagonal moves the woods the most yes. because you're gaining ground but also getting to one side Yes. And in whichever direction he runs to, like if he busts off to your left, run diagonal to and the find left. Find a shooting lane. Yeah. Yes. You you move up that way. Instead of just moving to the left, it doesn't move you forward. You wanna it's most of the time An it's, it's best. the best. That's why like the queen and the bishop are some of the most deadly in chess. Sure. Diagonal moves, right? Right, right. right. That's like a fighter yeah. pilot move. That's Instead right. of going head to head, you have a little angle on him. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um when you mentioned, you know, when it's time to get it get your get your hiney up there <laughs> when jimmy shot the decoy buck and that clear cut i shot the small one you can right. watch that on youtube it's hilarious the big one when he was taking off i'm in a giant clear cut there's nowhere for him to hide so and there's snow so i ran as fast as i possibly could without hurting myself up and over a rise and i had an opportunity to see the deer and i did that for a solid hour just as fast as i could possibly go and I, I did see the deer. I jumped him three times, but he never stopped. And the only opportunity I was going to have to even possibly catch him was just to give it some yeah. and to run after him. Right. But he was pretty stirred up. He was really stirred he up. He just from, watched a buck die right, he was stirred, right in front yeah. of him. <laughs> right. He was stirred up from Jimmy, and then he was stirred up from me. Right. And Yeah, we're in Vermont, and there was, what, six of us and, like, three other guys hunting in there. So there's like nine guys in that one area and right that, there. And that, 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 that deer that were going forest, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was a ton of deer. And there was a doe and heat and, and right. two other buck in there. Yeah, there was a lot going on. And, and it was just, just crazy. 
but that's one of those situations where it's like, okay, you can either go easy or you have to hammer down. And that was a hammer down moment because that deer was so wound up. He was not going to stop. And if I went slow, I would have never had the opportunity to even see him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one of the things too, that will happen to you is as you're tracking a buck, um, and say you're behind him a ways, you know, he, he say he's got six or eight hours on you. Um, like with the Grinch was a great example, that buck, right? I, we hunted him the day, the first, the day before, and then the snow melted and then we got a little bit more fresh snow and I, I get on his track and it's, you can barely see it because there's snow in the track, but it's, it was a buck and it was last night. So I follow him up the hill a bit and it gets fresher as I follow him. Now the snow is more uphill. So it gets deeper and I can see it better and I can see what I really got going on. He, he goes up the hillside. He's by himself. He was in a fight the day before. There are no does in heat and it's like November 12th. He's walking. He's going up the, the north side of the mountain and he lays down a few scrapes uh, in flat level spots with small hardwood trees. You know, th- those kind of spots. He lays Shelves. down. Yep. Yeah, he lays down a couple of scrapes. And then goes farther up the hill, hooks his horns once, kind of half-heartedly, and then goes up the hill a little bit farther. There's some older deer tracks, and he walks, he, he, he half sniffs mm-hmm. in one direction and says, nope, they're going this way. Like, he, he checks in two seconds, he checks it, and he follows the tracks up the way they were going. He lays down a scrape on the runway of deer tracks that are fairly fresh, and it's like uh, three does. And... He follows them for a ways, lays down a scrape on it, and then leaves them. Like he knows they're not in heat. Mm-hmm. He turns and goes up into an area like to go lay down kind of spot. And as soon as he comes to a shelf, lays down another scrape, does a whole bunch of feeding, eats a little bit of green moss on top of the logs. Yep. That real green, green stuff. And usually they're right there someplace. Yeah. And, and he's really taking his time. He eats a little bit of cat paw. I can see some huge blowdowns in front of me. We're up in the, the spruce, getting near the, nearer the top of the mountain. He's on a little bit of a flat area. It's starting to get steep again in the back of it. And there's a bunch of huge, like, top blown over spruce right there. And they're about 150 yards ahead of me. I can see these blowdowns and stuff. And I said, he's going to lay down. But this is an old track, so probably it's just going to be a bed, and he's not going to be in it, and it's going to be an empty yeah. bed. So I, I guess empty bed on the other side of them blowdowns, right on the end of the shelf. So I work my way down the shelf nice and easy, and he's going easy. And sure enough, he hooks out. He stops twice. He does a four-stop. And like stands there, like surveying a, his. Yeah, and where do listening. I want to lay down? He's feeling a little bloated with that that <laughs> moss in his stomach, and he's like, maybe I ought to park. Yeah. And he steps over to another spot, and he goes under a roof. Right there's mm-hmm. there's a big, huge spruce tree. There's some openings without much canopy and a little bit of swale grass, like. And then he steps underneath these big, huge spruces like a roof over his head, a little carport. And I thought, oh, he's thinking about it again. See right here? He, he pulled up. He didn't lay down. But yeah. He pulled up like he was thinking about it. Then he, he hooks out around these blowdowns. And I'm looking at the blowdowns. He's going to go around those and lay down. So I'm looking right at those, and I'm watching. And now I'm creeping nice and easy. But I'm pretty sure he's not going to be there. So I'm not super... 
thinking he's right there. Sure enough, he goes around, lays down, gets back up. There's a little tiny bit of uh, snow in the bed, but not much. Mm. The snow stopped like at 7.30 in the morning. This is now about 9.30. So he goes back to feeding. He goes about 100 yards, and then he starts nibbling. And he's nibbling, and he's all over the place, and he's pounding cat paw and yellow birch, a little bit of maple. Nice. Yellow birch is kind of sweet, right? They like that. Mm. And he's nibbling where the some moose had been. And he goes a little farther, and then I can see another little shelf on a rise about Ooh. 250 yards from me. Keep and I said, he's going to be on the second shelf right there. So I creep and crawl up through there, and now there's a lot more snow, and there's a crust. And mm. it's like a pounding crust. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's about six inches of snow with about an inch and a half crust. So I grunt and walk and grunt and walk, and I just go right up that bank. Grunt, walk, grunt, walk, grunt, walk, grunt, right. And just before I crest it, and he could be right there. It's a small shelf. Just before I crest it, I stop and I stand there for 15 minutes straight, (laughs) and I don't say a word. Mm -hmm. The wind is beautiful, and I can stand there as long as I walk. So I call, 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 and I get right to where I could shoot him, and I stop. I've got shooting lanes. It's a good spot. I wait for 15 minutes, and there's nothing. And I'm like, I bet there's a bed, and I bet he ain't in it. So I come over the top, and I finish looking the shelf over, and there's nothing, and I'm going easy, nice and easy. And he's doing the same thing. He pulls underneath the roof, but he doesn't lay down. He does the same exact thing, swings around a big blowdown, and lays down. So we're developing a go-around blowdowns, and he usually stops once or twice to assess before he lays down. See, I'm developing a pattern of how he likes to lay down. Yep, that's good. Now the bed is just frozen and there's no snow in it. So I know that he like got up the second it stopped snowing. Mm -hmm. So now I'm only about two hours in between. That's the, that's the thing. I've taken six hours and turned him into two. You walked where he was and he spent a lot of time messing around there that you don't have to spend. So oh, I'm like, catching up. And, and that's, that <laughs> is the thing on most tracks. You, you are going to go faster than they went when they were just walking along. Right. Now, one of the sad parts is, is the wind is calming down. These mm. clouds have blown away. The sun is coming out and it's quiet and the snow's getting deeper. He's going up and we've already gained another three or 400 feet in elevation. And now we're about 26, 2,700 feet up. He, he goes into this really steep, steep valley and scoots and goes up onto the next finger. There's like this big valley that comes right off the top of the hill and he shoots across it. It's all big, tall, tall spruce and we're high up on the mountain. He shoots down and goes up onto the next shelf in front of us. And I'm, I'm saying to myself, he's on that one. You know, we're looking at bed number four. He's going to be right here. So I call, 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 walk steady, walk steady down, and walk steady, call, 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 walk steady going up. And I, if he is on that shelf, he can hear me now. You know, I'm within a couple hundred yards, and it's a pounding crust, like when you shot your first buck. Yeah. That same kind of pounding crust. So I call, 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 and I get right up onto the shelf, and I've got the gun right up, and I, it's a tiny shelf. It's only like 35 yards across it. And I'm saying right here, and I'm really paying attention. And as I start to crest the shelf, I stop and listen, and I'm looking. And right out of nowhere on the side of this spruce, I can see horn and eyeball and ear. I see this little tiny movement, which was him standing up out of his bed. 
And now he's standing in his bed and he's staring and facing me with a spruce tree covering up his whole body and half of his face. Naturally. So all I'm seeing is half of his face sticking out around this spruce yeah. and he's standing right there and I can see part of the rack. <laughs> so I've got the gun right on him and the two of us are locked. Now the wind is quartering towards him, so I can't stand there too long. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know what's up. He's all, not he sure. Knows you're a deer. Yes. Because he was hearing you calling coming up the hill and it's and the wind's not quite at his face yet so he's just i think it's a deer now i also know that he was in a fight with another buck two days ago right there and he might be the loser right he might be the winner so that's want to come over and kick my butt you don't want to overcall if he's the loser right so i'm like okay and I'm saying, well, is he going to run from me or is he going to want to come over and try and kick my butt? Because yeah. he might think that I'm the big one who's come back after him again. Remember, he's kind of being alone and he doesn't seem to be interested in the other this deer. This is that where much. Casey's small grunt would yes. come into play. Right, Casey's little, little squeak. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, the deer and I are locked for about 30 seconds and I'm watching him and I pull up and I look at him in the scope. I look at his... his his face a little bit of the side of his face one eyeball and his ear and his horn right and then he blows at me and runs so this is one of those get your butt up there yep, right? right he's Time running get up there yep. so i run about 25 yards right up onto the shelf with him and he's now run to the end of the shelf and stopped Ooh. he took like three bounds that might cost so him. as i come running over the top he gets a real good look at me <laughs> and I stop to see what the deal is. And of right. course, when you stop, they run, run. Mm-hmm. Right. and he blows at me again and jumps off the hill. And I'm thinking, well, do I run after him now or not? Because I've grunted a couple times. He's seen me coming. So I'm like, run to it. Yep. So I run as fast as I can to the spot he was standing and Lucky for me, there's 200 yards of nice woods that I can see, and he runs down the steep hillside in front of me. Perfect. He's in and out of the scope and trees and almost and almost, and I scream at him, hey, right? I go, hey, scream top of my lungs. And he goes, stop, look back up the hill. (laughs) Now he's about 80 or 90 yards looking over his butt right at me. And I go, pow, and I throw a bullet right in there, right? And he straightens out his head, and he takes off running like I hadn't scratched him. And I'm like, man, I didn't miss. And I run the bolt, and he comes to a stop down there. And I put it right there, and I'm waiting, and then I can't see anything anymore. And then, of course, I see this giant white flash in a spot right there, in, right where he's standing. And I'm like, that's him right there. And I pull the trigger. And it disappears. And I said, there, I got him now. And then it turns white again. And now I'm watching. Now I'm like, what? I'm not believing, right? So I throw another shell in. And I'm watching. And then I take off running down the hill. I'm like, just get your butt right down there. I saw right where he ran. And I saw the blood. I could see the blood. Mm. When it, from when I shot the first time, I could see red when, as he was running. I could see the blood. So he, he's had the radish. Like, when I anywhere. get down there, he's going to be had the radish. And I get down there, and I get to the spot, 
and I'm standing there right where he was when I shot. I'm now at that little tiny, there's just like a little bump in the, on the woods and he was standing mm-hmm. on this little tiny bump, literally just like the size of the table. And I'm standing at that spot and this giant chunk of birch bark swings around. The wind picks up and it blows and there's a bullet hole right through that chunk of birch <laughs> that was standing exactly where the buck was. And, of right. course, it scares the crap out of me because I think it's the buck. All of a sudden, this is, it's a piece that's probably 18 <laughs> inches wide, and it's like two feet long. And the wind blows it, and it, and it comes around the tree and goes whoof, right towards me, and there's a bullet hole right through it. I see the hole in the, in the birch bark, and I'm like, oh, he was <laughs> I shot that chunk of birch bark. <laughs> So I walk up to the birch bark, and there's blood all over the place. Well, the buck had been standing right there. And when I shot, he fell down the bank out of sight. And then, of course, I reload the gun, and I get back on that spot to see what I can see. And the birch bark And the birch bark blows (laughs) in the wind, and I fire a shot right through that thing. It all happened like in a split second, and I put another bullet right there. Bang. Right? So I'm laughing at myself and there's, there's even blood on the birch bark. Right. And, and I'm laughing at myself for that deer being right there. And for that strange thing to happen in a split second, when I just like put another one in there, right. It's it's right there, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't right there. He's fallen down. (laughs) So I look down on the ground and there's this little bit of a drag mark. I see where the deer's dragging himself a little bit. And I go around and I walk down to that spot, which is only like 10 yards away. Mm Mm-hmm. And I come around the corner and there he is looking at me right there. And he, he kind of staring off into space and he's breathing his last and that's the mm-hmm. end of that. But yeah. if I hadn't picked up the pace and, moved, and moved at the speeds that I moved at, I wouldn't have yeah. known and predicted the beds. Right. I, I would have scared him or, or scared him more. Mm-hmm. but also too, I would have never gotten that deer if I hadn't taken off and told myself, get over there, right? And yeah. run to that spot, get yeah. your butt, get over yourself there. an opportunity to take a shot. That's yeah. right. The yeah. speed changes based on the situation you're in. Yeah. You know, hopefully you guys have found, found that a little bit helpful. I know this is, this is something that's a little bit difficult. It takes, it takes some time. It, you gotta, I, you just have to do I don't know if we covered half of it, but <laughs> <laughs> you just, you have to get out there. You have to try it and you're going to mess up and that's fine. But you know, you'll you'll pick it up pretty quick it's it's easy to start feeling like oh yeah i wish i have slowed down there you know you'll you'll figure that out pretty quick most of the time if you're you're a slow shooter go a little slower (laughs) not every not everyone is lightning fast like you would puff okay you gotta just give the give us mortals a little (laughs) bit of a break (laughs) anyway so Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, super pleasure. I'm so pumped. Looking forward to deer season. It's getting cold out. The ash tree that we talked about in an earlier podcast is completely yellow. Leaves it's are happening. falling. It's, it's, happening. it's happening. And, you know, we're, of course, uh, Ryan, Casey, and I are all Mainers now. And our residence day, I think, is on the 31st. So it's Halloween. Halloween. We're going to be hunting. We haven't hunted on Halloween since, what, uh, 2016? Stick season is on its way. That's right. It won't be long. I'm so, ready for it. Yep. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, suggestions for a future podcast, feel free to tune in to the email. Send all that stuff over to askmountaindeer at gmail. And, uh, you know, look forward to putting out lots of videos and, you know, throwing stuff up on all of our social media, connecting with you guys, sharing some deer stories, getting each other pumped up for this great fall. Have fun. Thanks for tuning in. Good luck out there, guys. And Take care. Happy hunting.